0: good morning and welcome once again to in focus i'm john sims and joining us this morning is wyatt bynum wyatt is the chief operations officer of saint paul children's services in tyler saint paul a familiar guest on in focus any number of times over the years we've had uh, guests in from saint paul and it's always great to um, have uh, wyatt to have your agency your ministry uh, back in with us getting up to date and talking about the different services you provide. And with that said, good morning, and great to have you with us. Thank you so much, Don. Good morning to everybody. Don't forget, InFocus is available online. Just go to ktbb.com slash InFocus. In Focus is uploaded to our website, the... By the day after the show airs st paul children's services um been going for a pretty good while now uh, located at 1323 east elm street if you're going down front street headed east and you hit uh, the christus to haven eye clinic and you make a left turn that's the best way to get there mm-hmm. and uh phone number is 903-595-5525 that's the administration phone number there are different phone numbers for different aspects of what you do and if you want to check things out on the web it's st One of the things we do every time we do this show, Wyatt, we tell the story of Saint Paul, and it's always a heart warmer. And it starts back in about 30 years ago with um, a troubled neighborhood on the uh, east side of Tyler and a little boy on a bicycle.
1: Yes. So about 30 years ago, uh, Saint Paul uh, Methodist Church was right there on the corner, and um, we uh, started this program uh, called Wonderful Wednesday, and Really, from what that program started from was the neighborhood was in a troubled spot and uh, a lot of kids were in the neighborhood. And so the church really saw a need um, for some, some necessities that the community had there. And uh, that little boy that rode up on that bike um, was just asking about, hey, you know, like, what's going on here? What, what, what is all this about? What is on the corner here? Is this a church? Lots of questions. that He kids. wanted to know if he could go to that church. And he wanted to know. Uh if he could go to that church so that's where it really started right there that spark that the children's desire just to kind of know what's going on and if he could he could partake
0: Mm -hmm. and uh, i believe uh, there may have been an elderly woman who uh, he spoke to and she uh, said well you know hey Sure, everybody's welcome here. And then the the wonderful Wednesday's program was, I guess, your startup program. That's now uh, back as one of the ministries of the church, and you're a separate independent nonprofit, just to clarify that point. But things eventually grew from there. In 1993, the food pantry and clothes closet opened. 1996, medical and dental clinic opened. And I believe it was 1996 when you actually spun off from the church and became An independent 501c3 nonprofit.
1: Yes, sir. Okay.
0: And, um, you offer a number of different services uh 1996 that's coming up on 27 years ago a little bit hard to believe but you've really grown since then you're in the same location but there's a lot more going on there now than there was 26 27 years ago let's just kind of go basically through um well why don't we start with this you have a a set of values and a mission statement that uh on which your entire ministry is based why don't we go over that rather quickly
1: yes sir so we uh we exist, really, to um, um,
0: empower children and families, I believe, to thrive by meeting your physical, mental, and spiritual needs, I think, is basically what it comes down to.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That is right. And um, really, we try to uh, focus there for the kids in our community, but um, really, the mission is is spread out throughout um, East Texas, really. So... <laughs>
0: And uh, you actually have gotten uh, from a point where you are basically serving neighborhood needs to you serve the needs in 23 counties.
1: Yes, sir. And hopefully that continues to grow and uh, we reach all of East Texas and multiple counties across Texas
0: all righty compassion faith integrity innovation authenticity and community i don't know if i could personally come up with any better set of values than uh, that and i believe that's really what your ministry is based on right yes sir okay um services let's start with medical and uh um, The medical and dental clinic opened in 1996. It wasn't the first thing you did. You started with a food pantry and clothes closet, which we can talk about a little bit later on. But um, let's just kind of run through quickly some of the services that you provide under the auspices of your medical clinic.
1: Okay. So we have our medical clinic first, like you said. And um, some of the things that we are doing is we um, have a sick clinic and a well clinic and what that is is we have one side of the clinic we're seeing uh, kiddos throughout the day who are just have scheduled appointments then we have that uh, those time slots um, that feel for our sick patients and whatnot so they're coming in every day monday through friday and we're able to um, serve basically on a, a sliding scale for a lot of our patients um, also just noting that we we would never turn away um, anybody who is trying to get some type of medical service.
0: Mm-hmm. Wyatt Bynum, Chief Operations Officer of St. Paul Children's Services in Tyler is our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims, and we're talking comprehensive medical services, aren't we? Uh, just Something that you would expect to find if you walked into a regular doctor's or pediatrician's office. Pretty much running the gamut there, I understand. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Moving on to dental, also a very important component of what you do. And uh, I think you pretty much follow the same model, just comprehensive dental services for uh, children and families.
1: Yes, sir. We do. Okay. Um, A lot of that is kind of. Worked around what we do at the medical clinic and um, modeled after that, but they're only open Monday through Thursday. But they um, are taking in patients every day, and um, we have a uh, dentist who is who is there with us, and um, we're trying to get is we're trying to see as many kids as we can each week. So. Mm-hmm
0: and then vision mental medical dental and vision are just kind of the three main ones right there let's talk a little bit about what you do with vision i guess it's pretty much like medical and dental
1: yes sir it's a little bit different um, dr whitney uh, sees uh patients throughout the week a little bit shorter time time frame but um uh him and his assistant art they uh work diligently to help kids with free medical or i'm sorry free eye exams okay and uh that's just based on when somebody needs it so we get calls coming in uh to our line and we'll uh, get them scheduled in so all righty
0: and uh getting back to the cost um are these all done on a sliding scale i know some of your services are free and we'll talk about those as we move through the show but medical dental and vision basically sliding scale
1: oriented yes sir Um, most of it would be uh, private insurance and then we also have our sliding scale kind of chart with how we go for each family and it really really you know boils down to their situation and what's going on with the family itself Um, Mm -hmm. they we know that we're serving a lot of lower income families and so we're trying to be flexible with them um because we know that there's a need
0: the name of your agency is st paul children's services and we certainly understand that but children and families are your targets uh, is, are these services specifically for children or can like moms and dads take advantage of them as well
1: the majority of our services are directed pediatric
0: oh, okay Alrighty, Counseling. Now, the mission of the counseling program, and I'm reading again off your website, which is stpaulchildren.org. It's to provide access to qualified mental health professionals who provide effective evidence-based treatment to children, adolescents, and their families in their medical home. Let's flesh that out a little bit and talk a little bit more about what
1: you do um, in that area of counseling, very important. Yes, sir. So our uh, counseling patients come from our medical clinic who are referred by our doctors. Um, and so we have three awesome counselors who are taking in patients every day and who are getting to sit down with these um, kids who you know are going through either traumatic experiences or just the day-to-day life of a, of a young person, which we all know differs between kids to kid. Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: Mental health has taken on a much higher profile probably in the last 10 years or so. There's unfortunately still a stigma attached to mental illness, but more and more people seem to be becoming aware of the need to address mental health issues. And it looks to me like that is right where your counseling program comes in. Yes, sir. That is exactly right. Okay. Now, social work, and uh, don't forget this all ties in together. It's sort of an interconnected, maybe not even sort of, just an interconnected web of services and uh, addressing different kinds of needs around the community. Social work at St. Paul's ensures that you're looking at a person as an entire being And I think one of the important points is that a patient might come to you for a specific service Uh, Maybe they need um, food, clothing, counseling, just anything that we're going to mention during the course of the show today. But, uh aha, maybe it's somewhere along the line as you sit down and talk to them, you'll find out that actually there's more to the picture than they presented when they first came in.
1: Right. So that's our goal is to every every patient or family that comes in, we're trying our best to um, provide their needs. And so if we can't provide their needs, a lot of the, the social work that is done on that side is that we're referring, our families to different services throughout the community and working with even our community partners to get these families set up
0: all right and again referrals in-house to the food pantry dental eye clinic etc and then obviously referring people and you do maintain good partnerships with other agencies around the community from what i've uh, learned through my own experience and from talking to folks like you on the radio that's just real important that collaboration and cooperation that different agencies have with one another yes sir okay Foster Care Center of Excellence. This is a topic that, again, it comes up time and again on this show because different agencies are involved with things like adoption and foster care in different ways, and um, you've kind of gotten yourselves a gold star on this one you're honored to be part of superior health plans foster care center of excellence program only clinic in the 23 county region to receive this designation tell us a little bit about how that works
1: yes sir so basically our foster care families are um, referred to us they come to us and um, we're able to provide for a family that might have just got a, a foster child, you know, in their home and they're, they're looking to figure out what's next for them. What kind of services do the, does the child need and um, do they have, you know, clothes? Do they have those essential needs for that um, transition for the child into a new family or um, just, just in general if they're in need?
0: all righty we're talking to wyatt bynum chief operations officer of st paul children's services in tyler it's at 1323 east elm street on the east side of town not too far off front street Main number is 903-595-5525, and the website is stpaulchildren.org. Excellent source of information, by the way. We certainly encourage people to go there, and you'll find some other phone numbers and contact information there as well. So we'll start you off with that, the website and the administration phone number. And if you check the website, you can find out a lot more about what is going on. Uh, Where were we? Let's see. The Community Health Home. And this is a partnership with the Episcopal Health Foundation. And I know some things about the Episcopal Health Foundation. They have just done a lot on a national level to um, assist agencies right here in East Texas, the Tyler Longview area all around the country and uh, based on what i know about them i can understand why you're thrilled to partner with the episcopal health foundation but what has happened is you have the community-centered health home model here in east texas through st paul children's services how exactly does that work from your standpoint
1: well um, a number of our staff members worked together to try to help that program thrive um, for our community members Um, and it was led by uh, some of our uh, doctors across at the medical uh, clinic, um, but as of right now, we're we're trying to uh, figure out where the, where those programs are going, and mm-hmm. um, we are redefining what they look like, uh-huh. and getting our staff members really on board with um, how those are going to look for 2023
0: all righty but basically um what it says on the website the health of your patients and your community is built not within our clinic walls but where our families live learn worship and play and i as i was looking over these notes last night i underlined that because taking the program to the person on familiar turf uh, i think a lot of agencies that have seen some success in what they do in the human needs area have uh, followed that model and and that's just really important uh, being able to get assistance on familiar turf i know just can just make all the difference in the world it can i think probably turn the entire picture around for any child any family Hmm. and um healthy food stable housing strong education consistent employment racial equity uh you're kind of like a a stone that gets dropped in a pond and creates a ripple effect and it sounds to me like that's very much what saint paul is all about you did mention briefly that you're kind of in a period of transition and uh, that's not uncommon that's not uncommon agencies go through this all the time sometimes they go through it for um because it's just time to make some changes. Sometimes they sit down and actually formulate a strategic plan. But always, your basic values, your basic mission, your basic goals, and the people that you serve—those are going to remain the same. I think we can be be pretty safe in
1: uh, yes, sir,
0: in saying that. Again, talking to Wyatt Bynum, chief operations officer of St. Paul Children's Services in Tyler. I'm John Sims. This is In Focus. And um, located at 1323 East Elm Street, website is stpaulchildren.org. Phone number is 903-595-5525. We talked a little bit earlier about this, and um, you don't turn anyone away. You do operate on a sliding scale. Can you give us kind of a thumbnail of the different services you have and the costs involved, if you offer any services for free or exactly how that works?
1: So um, really the one that's... uh... I can tell you is free just coming in to try to get something scheduled is our vision exam or our eye exam. Uh-huh. And so they'll work with Dr. Whitney on that and they'll get scheduled in. And if, uh, just depending on the, the day of the week, if they can get them in, they'll see about, uh, getting their eyes checked and whatnot. But, um, when it comes to the clinics and whatnot, all of, all of those, uh, what, all all of the patients have different different stories and they have um different situations going on and so for our sliding scale it really just depends on the family itself mm. um and what, what they can pay and um and and their financial situation. Uh-huh. And so if it's to the point we get you know, get them to for free we can. Um but more, mo, more times than often it's, we, we get to an agreement on a sliding scale fee.
0: I think that pretty much tells the story and it really throws it back into the hands of the prospective clients. They need to sit down, they need to talk to you, they need to catch you on the phone, communicate by email, and ask these kinds of questions to see how they fit into that general picture. And do people usually voluntarily come to St. Paul Children's Clinic or are they referred? Um, how, do, how do people generally initially connect with St. Paul? I
1: I would say that um, a lot of our patients are coming straight from the community. They are hearing hearing about us. They're seeing what kind of services we provide. And if that kind of aligns with their situation, I think they get really excited about that. And they come see us and we sit down and talk
0: all righty you have different seasonal programs and i'm seeing a summer feeding program virtual shoes khakis for kids maybe if you could explain a little bit about how each of those works
1: yes sir i'll start off with khakis for kids and that is a program that is that goes on through our summer and so um basically kids are kids are in need um uh, for uh, clothing and for uh, shoes and the both both the virtual shoes and khakis program kind of work together Mm -hmm. um because of those shoes that we're getting from the virtual shoes uh, fundraiser is going straight to our khakis for kids programs and to go on the feet of the children that are involved in that program. Uh Um, So they kind of are mixed in together, but the khakis for kids program where we're seeing families come in every day and they're seeing a need for uniforms. Yeah, They need uniforms. Their children are at a school that is requiring X, Y, Z, you know, shirts, pants, all of it. And they're, they don't have it and Mm -hmm. so and we know the costs of um a lot of things are going up or inflation is infecting families and so just you know a uniform itself can be more expensive every year as we go
0: Uh, just like everything else these days unfortunately right yeah okay and of course you can find out more about this on the website or by making that phone call and we'll get around to repeating that contact information again in just a few minutes and um uh, i don't know i've been having some pretty nice weather lately but that doesn't mean it's summer but it's never a bad time to talk about summer or the summer, different summer programs that go on around the community. And in your case, specifically, the summer feeding program. How will that work in a few months when school's finally out and kids are out and about again?
1: Right. So we know that kids come out and about when summer hits. They want to be playing outside. They want to be enjoying the, the summer heat as much as they can. And then uh, we want to also get them fed. Um, a lot of families are staying busy throughout the summer. Work doesn't stop for most families and so kids are you know whether or not they're at home or if they're in at a park and you know they could be possibly at our park we want to be able to provide um some lunches for them um and sometimes breakfast um if if they're if they come by and so what we do is we host uh, that summer feeding program there at Andrews Park and we uh, pass out lunches to the kids there so
0: all right Andrews Park is an entity unto itself within uh, the auspices of. st paul children's services and we may talk about that a little bit more later in the show but we have some other ground to cover and of course you can find out more about it on the website which is st paul children.org as we visit this morning with wyatt bynum chief operations officer of st paul children's services and tyler i'm john sims and you are tuned into in focus financial support easy to do. I think there's a, well, I know there's a, every agency has a donation tab on their website, including yours. So uh, you'll uh, graciously accept any type of financial donation. Anything you want to add to that?
1: Yes. um, We would be grateful that everybody can go to our website, just check it out and uh, go click on our donate button. We also have uh, our website tied in with all of our social media platforms. You can click on our bio and you can head to the website from there as well. Very good. Uh, You need volunteers.
0: And that's uh, just a dominant recurring theme with nonprofit agencies and ministries, but specifically for something known as the box truck. Let's talk a little bit about what the box truck is, how it works and the kinds of volunteers you're looking for in that area right now.
1: Right. So as of right now, I have one volunteer box truck i wouldn't mind adding to that list at all um and that's that's basically going to be a truck driver who is going to be um driving to the food bank and driving back and picking up our food so there's some things that we're working out and uh hopefully we can uh get get some of our programs uh back to normal
0: so. okay and again you mentioned earlier you're going through a period of transition very common with uh, nonprofit agencies and uh i understand your food pantry has been closed for a while but should be reopening again soon no specific date yet but people just need to uh check the website or give you a call maybe check your social media to find out about that
1: yes well. sir y'all stay tuned
0: okay stay tuned yeah. gee sounds like something we'd say in the radio <laughs> business doesn't it uh how have you adapted through the pandemic uh Uh, Between 2020 and 2022, um, it's obviously affected everybody, even though uh, we're uh, at the very worst, we're in a holding pattern right now. The worst of it certainly does appear to be over, but the effects continue to be felt.
1: Right, and so... As the years have gone by, everybody has adapted differently and we have gotten to a point where, you know, the whole community and I feel like East Texas, we're understanding that cases can still come up and um, we can still serve you as a patient when that when those things happen, just like if somebody had a flu case or any kind of other sickness. But um, our organization has done super well with just adapting for the families itself in order to um, get everybody processed and um, get get the needs taken care of for those. Mm-hmm. Uh, for revolving around uh, the pandemic and COVID in general, but
0: it's been striking to me how the different nonprofits, different human needs agencies, have adapted to this. They have all found ways; it seems to work around it, and certainly Saint Paul no exception. And that is the good news. Talk about Andrews Park a few minutes ago. That's where you have your summer food program. There's a lot. Uh, there are a lot of other things going on at Andrews Park as well, and I believe it's available to the community at large.
1: Yes, so we can uh, have. Anybody who needs the Andrew Park for a a rental, and so we have this where they just put a little deposit down, and the family can come in, and they can rent the park for the week, uh, or I'm sorry, the weekend or a specific day, and so that just depends on, you know, what they have going on. If it's a, like, a little birthday party or anything like that, uh, we try to uh, serve the community in that way, too, because we know that nobody's using it over the weekend other than the kids, Mm -hmm. so... Um, they just want to call us and we can get that scheduled up for them
0: give them a call and they'll fix you right up and one thing we haven't mentioned yet and we'll talk about it right now it's coming up in just a few more months and it's under the auspices of fundraising you have an annual golf tournament and that's scheduled for may 15th of 2023 i think it's safe to say these golf tournaments have been successful in the past and you're looking forward to another successful one in this coming year
1: Yes, and I'm no golf player, but I always try to get out there and to represent St. Paul, and we are so excited for our next one coming up.
0: Okay, I do see a little bit of information about that on the website. Um, is it a good time for people just to kind of be penciling it in and waiting for more details, or is are there ways to maybe even uh, uh, line up sponsorships right now, or is all that still to come?
1: We are always open to lining up sponsorships throughout um, the, you know, Beginning of the year, um, and they can get with Lexi on that um, at St. Paul. Lexi, and, Trimble,
0: your development director, yes. who was visited with us last time, as a
1: matter of fact. Oh, yeah. there you go. And so she, uh, she handles that, and she'll be able to take those um, and kind of work with everybody who wants to be involved in that, if they want to be a sponsor or just want to donate. Um, but for uh, more information on when everything starts, uh, that'll be put out later, uh, probably more towards March
0: okay that sounds fairly normal talking to wyatt bynum chief operations officer of st paul children's services and tyler i'm john sims this is in focus website st we'll just give the website out for now and pretty much everything you need to know that we don't get to on the show today you can find out right there along with any changes that might be coming up in in coming days um There are different stories, success stories, people who came in and maybe they were down and out and um, they they visited with the folks at St. Paul's and it was really a matter of turning their entire lives around. Do you have maybe one or two of those you'd like to share with us?
1: Yeah, for sure. So I just actually ran into uh, a couple of folks over the past week who uh, came in and they were needing just in general they needed clothes and um, i was able to sit down with them and talk with them um, about where they can get clothes because we don't have our clothes closet anymore but uh, just to sit down with and talk with the two individuals was just a kind of a good experience because it reminded me of just why we're here Um, we for, for our mission we're serving children and families but and even though i couldn't you know directly give them something that day It just reminded me that the family that was coming in, they knew about us. They've heard about us from other organizations in the community and um, how we're able to just kind of all tie in together and help the community in ways that um, some some don't or some can't. And so um, the two individuals that came by, we sat down and talked about how they were referred to us by PATH. And, you know, we can kind of just talk about how, they, they they didn't really have anything and so um food wise we're not really there yet either with um with clients yet and so there was a whole lot i really felt that i could do for them in the moment but i did get to sit there and just be there for them and be an ear for them um, and just talk through their situation and what's going on with them and how they are in need and how um, there's still a huge need in other people's lives too and some people just don't you know don't come by or they don't speak up about it but um but the need is out there and so just for us to turn around and refer and to um serve them if they're if they are needing um medical services or dental services for their children you know we're right there um and we're ready to help them out um but just being able to rely on our community so heavily and then also just to hear the different stories within um it just it kind of warms you, and it it makes you think about how how helpful it is to be a part of a community like Tyler and East Texas in general.
0: Mm-hmm. That tells me a couple of things. It tells me the importance of taking that first step. If you need help, don't be afraid to ask for it. Right. And from your standpoint, give them what you can, offer them what you can, lend them uh, a friendly ear. And that, again, that network of community collaboration comes in so strong. So that's a great story, Wyatt. And right. I appreciate your sharing that with us. It uh, I think it says a whole lot, just in, in relatively few words. Uh, you've been with uh, St. Paul for how long now? Four years. Four years. Okay. Uh, tell us a little bit about you as we get ready to close out the show. What drew you to St. Paul and uh, what's made you stick around all this time?
1: Well, um, many, many years ago when I was, I would say, my... Mom would say a youngin, uh, uh-huh. which I was. Uh, we were go- we lived in Brownsboro, and um, I was a part of the food pantry there. And in Brownsboro, at one of the churches, and um, my parents were low income and uh, needed something to fill the gap. Mm-hmm. And um, that food pantry was available to them, and so my, both of my parents really pushed me to um, be a part of the church growing up, and to know that this was one of the best ways that you can learn more about how to serve your community as well, um, not only not only being a believer, but also being able to put my hands to work. And so um, I grew up seeing the necessities. I was I was that kid who needed the food. I was that kid who needed the dental services and uh, my sister actually used to be a patient at the dental clinic. And so um, we were those children who needed help and were in Ah. need. And I grew up not really knowing exactly what to say or what to do when somebody asked me, you know, are you being fed or, you know, are you going to the doctor, doctor regularly? Um, But my parents on that other side were, we're trying our best, you know, we're trying to do what we can. Um, when we can for the kids and but now here I am, mm-hmm. years later, I get to see it from a different perspective I'm helping the children that really kind of, need help really need help and oh, yeah. uh it's unique to to go back and forth on the my perspective growing up being that kid who was involved in the services and now i'm an adult who i get to give back because i know how much it's needed
0: yeah you know you're not the only one who has a story like that to tell but these are always great stories uh, the, the, been there done that now trying to do my part type mm-hmm. things and uh what a great way to win the show and i wish we had a little bit more time to talk but uh I guess you and I both have to get back to work. Wyatt Bynum, Chief Operations Officer, St. Paul Children's Services, our guest this morning. Thanks so much for coming in and getting us up to speed on your agency, Wyatt.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you, John.
0: You bet. Wyatt Bynum, St. Paul Children's Services, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. Thank you for joining us. See you again next week on In Focus.